0: I am Palava, I far here with Karen Malcolm after her ninth place finish at the Western States 100 Congratulations, Corinne. Thanks. How did it feel out there?
1: Um, it was special, I guess. I don't know. It was um, Kind of I thought if I had a really good day and was really smart I could be top ten and it kind of came together towards the end of the day, which is really exciting.
0: Yeah, um, this is your first interview with Aaron Far. You, you're right for us, which is awesome, but it's uh, yeah. your first interview. So I'd like to just like know or tell everybody what your background is and like in endurance sports and sports. Like how did you come to be a trail runner?
1: Um, so I was a skier, a Nordic skier okay. and uh, actually dropped out of college for a while to do biathlon. So I skied with a rifle. Um, and when I, I was really overtrained and retiring from that, I took a year and a half off, but we would routinely do like four and six hour long runs yeah and so and they were in the mountains and I was like well sky running seems like a natural fit and so I actually did that for a year and mm-hmm. then my dad was like you know I think you'd be better if you ran longer <laughs> and so I took him up on it and in 2016 I did Gorge 100k mm-hmm. with Chuckanut as like a warm-up for it because I realized jumping into 100k probably wasn't super smart um but yes yeah, so it's only only since 2016 have I been running ultras yeah, yeah.
0: but you've been you guys assume you are probably high-level Nordic and probably did that for a while.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I raced be, collegially and then for the national team for biathlon. So. Yeah.
0: yeah, and here you are trail running and yeah. uh, have worked your way up to the 100-mile distance. What are you expecting going into the, the um, race this weekend?
1: So I ran Leadville 100 yep. last August, which is really like... So it's not my first 100, but it's, they're very different, right? Yeah, Altitude versus really high heat, and I live in a pretty like temperate area in Bellingham, like... 65 is kind of warm yeah
0: cool and sea level
1: (laughs) yeah exactly so it's kind of like not great prep for most of my racing but um i was worried about the heat but i also knew that like when conditions are really bad that i generally do pretty well yeah because i try to race really smart and i think that i'm i'm tough generally speaking Mm. and so um i tried that yesterday and it it was was super conservative and spent a lot of time in river crossings and um i think that paid off
0: like how did that feel like because you're you were riding with some of the you know, Camelia and Caitlin, like other runners, yeah. and they're not stopping.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a little, like, you question if you're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I also changed my shoes a lot, um, in part because I know that if I can minimize, like, some of that stuff going wrong, mm-hmm. I felt like, so I played it really safe. I, like, I didn't take a lot of risks. Could I have gotten away with changing my shoes a time less? Probably. That's five minutes. Could yeah. I have... You know, I was eating solid food really well, so whenever I changed shoes, I was actually eating solid food for my crew, and so we kind of took advantage of that, but um, yeah, we'd come to River Crossings, and I would like let Casey and um, Kate Elliott go, and and Camilla was kind of part of that group for a long time, and I'd be like the one getting off trail to like get into Swinging Bridges, that creek there, or El Dorado, and it's just like, am I doing the right thing, but I think it was worth it in the end, because I think staying really cold actually helped me eat for so long um but yeah it's it's scary when like no one else are, is making those decisions
0: but you have to like run your own race right yeah
1: a hundred percent and i felt good for so long and now, i think that helped
0: do you think so you had you did all these shoe changes you did a lot of creek crawl creek dips yeah do you is that because do you think you're new to this distance and you want to play it safe and conservative do you think like you'll engage in like incrementalism and sort of pare down some of that yeah. as you go along? I
1: think uh, I was talking to Jason Coop about it this morning about how like, you know, you kind of the weigh the, like, the risk and the reward a little bit. And I think that yesterday I was like very, very conservative mm-hmm. um, as far as like number of shoe changes and sock changes and um, and creek crossings. And, you know, you get your feet wet in the creek crossings. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're doing that, maybe you do want to change your shoes as opposed to missing those things. And uh, I do think getting more comfortable with only, not only the distance, but also the environment. Um, those kind of things. Well, I think, well, it's like, that's a learning process and it takes a little bit of experience.
0: And do you think, I mean, you're involved in the science side of
1: yeah. of
0: running in like extreme kind of circumstances. Yeah. And I'm sure you've, aside from what experiments you've been a part of, like yeah. read up a lot on this. <laughs> you're, you're right about this for I Road Bar. Like, yeah. do you think that's a big advantage to kind of like know that like, oh, this is really hot there is a huge benefit to lowering my core temperature right
1: to- now. Totally. I'm like super sciency and super nerdy. And like you said, I like, I write, I just wrote a heat article for you yeah. guys. And, um, I do think that that's kind of always on my mind. Um, not only for prep pre-race, but for during the race, like I know how inefficient we are as humans, as far as like keeping ourselves cool. Mm-hmm. And so even though we might not be working that hard, um, uh, we're producing all this heat and our body doesn't do a great job of, dispersing that and so oh yeah i was like stay cold we made these ice socks out of nylons and mm-hmm. ice and we were shoving like ice logs down my pack and awesome. it kept all the ice in my pack instead of bouncing out and uh like just put so much i would leave aid stations like probably 10 pounds heavy just like carrying ice with me and like and that
0: also you know evaporative fabric of cooling not just yeah. the, the coldness of the ice so. totally
1: so it's i think it's helpful to be very much aware of that kind of stuff is it necessary probably not but it's I think that there are tricks that you can you can put into play really easily when it comes to racing in this kind of extreme weather.
0: Do you feel like you had any real low points even with that avoidance?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was talking to some people about it. I was like, I would feel so great for like 10K, and then all of a sudden I'd be like, it's impossible. This is impossible. And then I would like feel really good again, and we'd be like cruising. And yeah. so I think there's some natural highs and lows, but I never got super down yesterday and i think the aid stations really help with that you come into aid and you see all these people and i started to feel really desperate like maybe a mile before the aid just like wanting to be there mm-hmm. and then i'd like get a high from the aid stations and i'd be like fine again so like the five or six mile spread ones towards the end of the race were really hard that's where i think i was at my lowest yeah um my pace did a really good job at that point of keeping me like focused but um
0: and you needed to stay focused because there's some racing in that yeah, it turns <laughs>
1: out that it was really close for a lot of the race, and I was outside the top 10 for a long time, kind of hanging out in that, like, 11th to 13th mm-hmm. spot, um, and all of a sudden, it was, like, very much apparent. When we left um, Forest Hill, my pacer and I left hauling, and maybe a little too fast, actually, like, I got really crampy all of a sudden, and I was like, ooh, okay, we need to back off so that I can, like get this under control and then it was fine once we backed off a little bit and like recalibrated we caught like two women right away we caught nicole and camilla initially actually and then camilla came back with vengeance um but it was one of those things where um it was like balancing out like wanting to hunt and also not wanting to hunt i told my pasters, i was like if someone if a woman catches us and i'm moving like as fast as i think i possibly can right now without like knowing that how much further we have to go like she deserves to pass me like Mm -hmm. I'm not going to, like, surge to try to counter it, which is, like, probably not great race tactics, but...
0: But it's not the last half mile of a 5K.
1: Exactly. <laughs> like, it's a long way... Even though you run 80 miles, it turns out that, like, the last 20 miles is still pretty long.
0: And tough. And, and tough. It's, it's kind of the hardest part, the 80-mile yeah. prelude to...
1: Yeah. And so, like, I knew that I was running the downhills really well, but I was kind of struggling on some of the gradual uphills at that point, and so I tried to use that to my advantage yeah. and, like, stay really smooth on that stuff. Um, but... Yeah, it was, like, you had to be focused towards the end there. And Amy, my second pacer, Amy Liedem, was, like, ready to, like, go hunting. Yeah. And I was, like, okay. I'm, like, almost ready.
0: She's building up a little competitive spark herself.
1: Oh, yeah. No, she's, she's like, very, like, focused and driven and, like, very organized. And so she was very, a very good second pacer to have yeah. heading into the last 20 miles. Did you
0: have any, uh, any favorite moment or, like, experience during the race?
1: Um... No, I mean, coming to those big aid stations, like, coming through Forest Hill is really special, mm-hmm. just because it's, like, such a, like, massive group of people that are just there, like, watching. They're, like, they don't even have anyone in the race. Like, they're just out, like, with their families. And that's really cool, because I don't think a lot of our racing has that in the U.S. And then... um no, I mean, there were moments in the last, like, 38 miles where we were just cruising, and that, like, feels kind of amazing.
0: You're like, how, are like you, how am I doing this? It's, yeah, and all, then
1: when I picked up um, uh, my first pacer, Nikki, and my boyfriend, Steven, with, like, a mile to go, um, Steven's not a runner at all, and he was like, hey, you guys can't drop me finishing. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. he's like, my, like this, this is my, like, you know, my normal running pace, and you've already run 99 miles. And I was like, okay, come on. <laughs> like, let's go. So, that was kind of fun to be like, okay, keep up.
0: But maybe you would have dropped in if somebody, some woman came up rolling at that they point. They
1: jokingly were like, yeah, if someone had come up rolling. I've got to really, like, I'll say I'm not competitive to my career, or that I don't want to. And my pacer will be like, yeah, she says she doesn't care. But when she heard someone behind us, she would, like, pick it up. So, that would have totally happened at the end. Yeah. And, like, Steven would have been SOL at that point. But, um,. Like, Eliza wasn't that far. Like, she kind of crested ruby point just in front of us. Mm-hmm. There's a long, like, uphill in the road at of ruby point, And I was like, no, it's not happening. So. Uh,
0: where else might we see you? Where else are you racing this summer? Uh,
1: so, I'm not racing in the U.S. for the remainder of the summer. I'm going over to Europe for all of August.
0: Sounds nice. Yeah,
1: I'm really excited. Um, Western States is not, like, I was off the off the wait list. Yeah. Like, I had not been planning on this initially. Like, I plan to go to Europe in the spring and then race a uh, fall 100 in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So I'm flip-flopping it. I'm racing this now and a bunch of races going into this. And then I'm going to race um, uh, Sierra Mm Zanelle as a warm-up race for TDS.
0: (laughs) Those are two very different races. You can't really
1: concentrate on both. No, no. And so TDS will be the focus. And um, I got offered a spot for Sierra Zanelle and I've always wanted to run it. And it's 30K and it's super hilly. But I like that. Stuff. But also really
0: fast. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, it'll be three yeah.
1: hours, and I think for me the timing between that and TDS is really nice. As far as like I hate long intervals, like I'm really bad at doing them.
0: Um, so my athletes
1: be- probably don't like hearing that, but I personally hate them, and so um, finding like a half marathon to a 30k race Perfect. a couple weeks out is super nice.
0: Well, congratulations on your great run here, and Thank uh, you. good luck in Europe.
1: Thanks.